Have you ever caught yourself getting a bit upset or angry or annoyed when somebody is asking you to do something that you don't want to do? Like maybe you're venting to your other friends and you're saying things like, I can't believe she even asked me to do this. Why would she think that I would want to? She should just know that this would not really be okay for me. If any of this feels familiar, you are going to want to listen to this episode with me today because I'm talking about one of the things that makes boundary setting so risky and uncomfortable and how we can sometimes end up in a place of alternating between attacking the other person with some of those criticisms and frustrations or attacking our own selves and how there's actually a bit of a middle ground that we can go into that makes all of this a whole lot easier and a lot more pleasant and peaceful. If you are listening to the first time to this episode, I am so glad that you are here. This is Bold with Love, and I am your host, April Boyd. If you have been listening to a while, thank you so, so much for being a part of this circle and these conversations with me. I'm so happy to be connecting with you here. So Bolden's Love is a place where we talk about how to show up and speak up with more kindness, confidence, and courage. Whether you're talking to the people in your life that you're trying to get closer with or whether you're dealing with the people that are driving you a bit crazy, this is where we talk about how to take responsibility for our half of the fence without over-functioning for the people around us. This is where we talk about how to set boundaries without feeling like we're bulldozing anybody and when we can be both kind to the other person and protective of our own selves in the process. So thanks for being here with me. So the topic for this podcast episode uh, really came from the last workshop that we had done, and I'm going to put the workshop uh, replay in the show notes here so that you can check it out because it was a really good one. And I had so much fun talking about how we move through these places where we are risking conflict and tension with somebody. And What I've come to really see that I think is really important and interesting for us to step back and notice is there's this pattern that often happens where it's like we get really activated and really uncomfortable and anxious when somebody asks us for something that maybe doesn't line up with what we need or what our plans or intentions were. And we can get into this place where we, we start to villainize the other person a little bit. We start to kind of get mad at them for putting us in this position that we'd even have to set the boundaries. And I see this happen time and time again. So I think it's really important that we stop and ask ourselves where we are acting out this phenomenon in our own life. Because I know I have fallen into that at different points in time when this idea of having to set a boundary, having to risk conflict with somebody, having to disappoint somebody is so uncomfortable that it's like, 
all that uncomfortable energy kind of builds, right? We really don't want to send that text message. We don't want to have that conversation. So we get kind of mad that we've even been put in this position of having to think about how to respond to a request that somebody has made. So then we kind of go into the attack mode. Here's why she shouldn't expect this from me. Here's why she's at a line. Here's why she shouldn't have even asked me to do this. And I think it's important to notice that when we're in that zone, we've actually activated the attack mode. We're attacking the other person, right? We're coming at them, even if that's in our own minds, even if that's in conversations with other people as you're trying to process, you know, this request and how you want to handle it. We can often end up in this attack mode that feels really ugly and gritty, And then what happens is we take all of that uncomfortable, anxious energy and we kind of launch it at them in our minds. But because it feels so icky to do that and that doesn't really line up with our values of one, how we want to treat people and two, what we know on some level is the full picture of, you know, who this person is and who the situation is. They're not just some horrible and considerate villain out to ruin our life, right? They're just somebody that wants us to come over Saturday when you've already had a way too busy week or whatever that scenario is for you. But what happens is then we feel guilty for going into that self-attack mode. And then the attack gets turned around and launched at us. Maybe I should just be nicer. Maybe I should just be able to deliver what it is that she wants to me easier. Maybe there's something wrong with me that I even need this downtime or that I don't want to do this thing. Maybe I don't have the right to feel what I feel or need what I need. So we bounce between these two positions, being mad at them and being mad at ourselves. And then what happens is we get stuck in either staying quiet and not speaking up to maybe assert our needs or talk about how something impacts us. We stay silent and quiet and keep it to ourselves or we take it too far. right? We take it too far. We get a little too mad. We say something we didn't mean. We say something with a sharper tone that we intended to, and we somehow escalate the whole situation. And I think that this really stems from a place that most of us kind of grew up with the idea from society, from the houses we live in, from just our experiences, especially as women, that it's actually not really okay to need what you need. It's not really okay to feel what you feel. In order to be a nice, good person, you're somehow always just supposed to be able to accommodate and take care of and give to the people around you. Being nice really gets translated into being needless. So whenever we're in a moment where There's part of us that's saying, I need to protect my own need here. I need to protect my own well-being here. I need to consider how their request impacts me. There's part of us that gets really triggered in that. And we move into that a self-attack mode of maybe I shouldn't need that. Maybe it's wrong I feel this way. Maybe something is messed up or wrong with me that I can't just accommodate this more happily or easily. And none of that is true. 
right? None of that is true. So here's what I think the antidote is to all of that. We need to move into a place of first and foremost, accepting our own humanity. When we're in this tension with somebody, when they want something from us that doesn't come easily or happily for us, it activates that part of us that moves into self-attack because it's like our ideal version of ourselves shouldn't have a problem with that, right? My ideal version of myself can somehow happily respond to and say yes to every request that comes my way and somehow has infinite hours in the day where I can just give and give and give and make all of that work and stay happy and hydrated and well through that whole process. So when we're in a place where we're confronted with a clash against what's happening around us or what's being requested of us and our own humanity, our own reality of of life and who we are, it can trigger all of the shame, right? Because we're not supposed to need things. We're not supposed to want things. We're supposed to somehow just be able to do it all with a smile on our face and makes it all work and make sure that everybody around us is happy and satisfied and thinks that we are a wonderful human being. And that's just not realistic. So what would this look like for you when you think about this situation that's maybe causing you a bit of stress or maybe creating a bit of tension between you and somebody who's maybe expecting more from you than you have to offer? What would it look like if you just allowed yourself to be human here and need what you need. And when without the self-attack, without the criticism, without changing that to be somebody different than who you are, because who you are is perfect and fine. It's fine. It's enough. So when we're able to get ourselves anchored into that position I don't have to be all the things to all the people. It's okay that I have needs of my own. It's okay that I also want to protect my own wellness or my own time with my own family or my own peace of mind or whatever that is. Then it becomes a lot easier to let go of the attack of the other person as well. And I'll give you an example of this from my own life. So I have a family member who organizes these big, beautiful family social gatherings. And the whole family comes, friends come, neighbors come. There's lots of good music. There's lots of good food. There's lots of good conversation. It's a beautiful thing. And at some point, my introverted brain taps out. (laughs) At some point, my system is kind of full and I need to retreat back into my own individual space. And so my family member would love for everyone to arrive Friday after work and stay until really like 10 p.m. on Sunday, which for me means that then I'm not getting back home until midnight on Sunday, and that doesn't feel good for me, 
right? I'm a girl that likes to be back home in my own nest where Sunday night I can get my laundry done. Maybe I can get my groceries done. I can start to get myself organized for the week ahead. Or maybe I'm just taking that time to watch Netflix, unwind, and recharge my own batteries, right? And so when I can accept that that's just who I am, that's just what I need, and I can't go and do my work on Monday with just half of me present for that, right? I don't want to start my work week exhausted. And so in order for me to be okay, I need time in my own nest. That is just part of my own human truth. My idealized version of me can be the life of the party until the last person has gone to bed and I'm able to just meet every need in the room. But that's not my reality. That's not what I'm able to offer without detriment that kicks in for me. This is just the human experience of it. So as you're thinking about whatever situation it is in your life that you're navigating, see if you can just notice what is it for your own self that you're trying to protect, right? For me, I'm just trying to protect my ability to not be exhausted when I'm starting the next busy week. I'm protecting my ability to do my job well. I'm protecting my ability to not have a headache Monday morning, right? So these are just very human things. But when we notice our own humanness, it's like there's part of the brain that wants to label that as a fault or a shortcoming or a problem. So what would this look like for you if you were just allowed to be who you are and need who you need, need what you need? So when I can go into that place, of just letting myself be a human being in this moment, just taking myself off of the hook of having to meet everybody's needs and expectations of me, I'm able to see myself with a lot more kindness and compassion. And I'm also able to see the other person with a lot more kindness and compassion. Because then I can step back and notice this is not a crisis. This is not a problem. This is just two women trying to navigate what we think Thanksgiving should look like. (laughs) That's it. With two different sets of needs, two different pictures of what would be wonderful and perfect. And then I'm able to be compassionate to how I'm impacting the other person right? She has a vision in her mind of what the best and most love-filled version of Thanksgiving would look like, right? And I am breaking that tradition for her. I'm creating a loss for her. I'm wrecking some of that for her. But when I'm in this place of accepting my own humanness and also hers, There's nothing to fight about here. It's kind of just, we're each going to compromise a little bit, right? I'm maybe going to stay a little bit longer than I would love to, right? Maybe I would have preferred to go home first thing Sunday morning, but I'll stay for lunch. And she's going to have to compromise and that I'm going home early than she wants me to, right? And that is okay. That is okay. 
And what tends to set people off and get them really sidetracked in this is that when they see somebody else processing, you know, whatever that impact is of them, and even in the times when it's the most ridiculous, (laughs) you know, over-the-top expectation or request of you, it still feels valid for that person, right? That's their reality. And they're allowed to have that reality. So even though I might notice that she's disappointed, I might see that she's a bit mad, I might see that on some level this is not really okay for her, it's going to be fine, right? We'll move through it. Because the alternative is, if we can never bear that tension, if we can never sit in that discomfort of not meeting somebody else's expectation of us, then we create a life that is not our own. We create a life that really just belongs to somebody else. And how sad and tragic is that? And when we're in this place of, I allow myself to be human, and I also allow them to be human, there's no need to attack anybody involved. We're just two women figuring out the weekend. That's it. So what would this look like for you if you let the other person off the hook, (laughs) moved out of the judgment, moved out of the attack, just let them be their own human needing what they need and not make it your problem, right? Just because I can be compassionate to what my friend's experiences or my family member's experiences through that situation doesn't mean I have to meet the need. And this is the tension. This is a discomfort that we need to practice sitting with. And it's just like building your endurance or your physical muscles, right? As you kind of just get stronger and stronger with practice with this. Same thing. So I would love to hear what stood out to you. If these kind of conversations feel exciting and interesting to you and something that you would love to have more of with other women who also love to talk about this kind of stuff, how we're doing really, what we're moving through really, how we're growing and taking responsibility for ourselves and how we show up in the world, then you should check out the Bold as Love Bootcamp. It is our Reset the Mindset program that has been renamed because I realized that we are doing so much more than mindset work in this. We are really, really looking at how we're moving through each corner of our lives, our conversations, our relationships, our own view of ourselves. We are moving through all of that at just such a powerful level that the name Recenter Mindset did not fully encompass the full landscape of the work that we're doing. So if that feels fun and interesting, you should check it out. We are starting in January and signups are open now. So of course, space is limited. I like to keep this as an intimate group where we can have lots of good connection. People have time to talk, people have time to share and time to get to know each other. So I will put that in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you can DM me. I am at with love April on Instagram and my emails in the show notes. Take care.